and welcome again to another episode of uh, Fekava Vetchet. Today I am traveling to Krakow, virtually, obviously, to uh, visit one of the leading figures in European or possibly worldwide veterinary dentistry. He is a very sought after speaker at international conferences in this matter. He is a diplomat of veterinary dentistry, both in Europe and also in America. He has been the uh, president of the European Veterinary Dentistry Society and also the president of our organization of FECAVA. He is, in addition to this, um, a member of the local organizing committee of the forthcoming joint WSAVA and FICAVA World Congress, which is due to start on the 21st of March uh, of this year. So welcome and hello to Jerzy Gavor. Hello, Jerzy. Hello. Hi, Wolfgang. It is great honor. To participate in this chat. I'm, Thank you. I'm very, very pleased to get hold of you. You are always such a busy man. Sort of, you, you're at, obviously, I mean, especially at the moment, I mean, there's not very long to go until the conference, but it's also so, I mean, you have so many commitments on your plate and, and it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a real pleasure to, to finally get a little bit of time for one-to-one -one with you so thank you very much for arranging this that's very yeah. true being busy is my second name and on the other hand it's uh, it gives me always a great pleasure to do something for my colleagues for my european community and first of all for my patients and this is the place this is the area which i will never refuse any commitments yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've uh, uh, seen and, and met you. No, no, no. Uh, nearly exclusively, exclusively as a uh, as a speaker on veterinary dentistry, as a sort of a specialist, and and that. Um, I was just a bit to say only, but there was one case where I actually saw you working as a veterinary dentist, and I don't know if you recall that, that we visited our colleague Anne Krill in Belgium, and there was a case of a fractured jaw and uh, following, I think, an, an, an extraction so in, in, in an old dog, I think, a very old dog with a very sort of uh, a friable lower jaw, and I mean, you did a beautiful beautiful job and i was actually i was honored to run the anesthesia when you did it yeah now i recall <laughs> you see this is a teamwork and i always believe in a teamwork so doing something practical with my uh board mates is a it's a huge pleasure yeah yeah, I yeah. remember that yeah Yes, yeah, yeah, it was nice because, I mean, on one hand, we, we, we did a really effective and good sort of board meeting, but then was also, oh, we have this case, yes, can you do it? And I said, yeah, 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 I can, and that was, I, I was so pleased that that was not one of my cases, a really complicated case with not a lot of tissue, and as far as I understand, the doc did absolutely perfectly fine, so... Yeah, kudos to you, Yeji. Mm -hmm. so this is this is also a part of uh, education which you experience, and education is a is a is a large field of my activities, and uh, I know what we'll be talking today about, 
So education is uh, probably a big portion of this, of this field. And as much as I like to teach and to educate colleagues, I like to educate the pet owners. Yeshi, there are two things I thought we, we have a chat about today. Obviously, the forthcoming Congress, uh, which were supposed to be held uh, in Warsaw, uh, which is now uh, an all online event, and also the launch of Sifar and Fekava dental fact sheets at this event. So, first of all, um, about the Congress, I mean, that must have been a real challenge. I mean, you are a key member of uh, the local organizing committee, going first from uh, a, a, a physical event, then having to cancel it, then considering maybe a hybrid event, now going to a complete virtual event, I mean, sort of that must have been a horrendous job, must have been so difficult. So can you, can you give us a little bit of an insight? All right, hey, yeah, perhaps some of you will be listening to my opening speech where I tried to express all the thoughts and feelings, but you guessed uh, the, there were extreme variations of feelings and extreme variety. I mean, from the up to down, from enthusiasm to pessimism, from uh, huge energy to discouragement. But at the end of the day, what we found is, uh, yeah, we are facing the first ever virtual Congress of FICAVA, WCVA and the Polish Association, which is a great thing. And I think it is a, a teamwork and there are quite a lot of people being involved, committed in a final, hopefully success. And I really, I'm really curious how people will perceive it because, uh, well, I'm not only an organizer, but also a lecturer. I'm also the uh, coordinator and uh, perhaps a moderator because yeah, this is, this is what we really want. We want this Congress to be special. It did not happen to uh, be held in Poland yet, but it still remained a, a part of a Polish character. You'll be listening to a little entertainment at the opening ceremony, which we tried to share with our friends from Europe and worldwide. I mean, one of the beauties of having this online conference, and I mean, I, I did a vet chat not so long ago with Siraya uh, on this one, is uh, at least it makes it far more accessible for colleagues from other areas of the world, which otherwise would not have been able to afford the travel expenses, the, the, the hotel expenses, so now it's just one flat fee and you get the whole package, the whole scientific program, which you normally would get at a, uh, uh, at a world and at a, also at the FICAVA con Congress. So uh, because of that, I think we can expect a far broader spectrum also of delegates. So we will probably from some countries see far, far more delegates than we reasonably 
could have expected um, if the event would have been held uh, uh, physically in Warsaw, I would say. Yes, you're right. On the one hand, educational-wise, that's going to be, and it's expected to be a huge success. However, uh, at least the Polish delegates, they, they very much expect the social part of this kind of meeting, which unfortunately will be missed. But yeah, we, we think, we strongly believe that after bad times, we'll face the good times and we all will get back and meet again with old and the new friends back to Warsaw. One day. Veterinary dentistry is obviously at the center of uh, your work and uh, uh, both on your uh, lecturing work, but also your, 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 your clinical work. So at the forthcoming Congress, what can we expect sort of when it comes to veterinary dentistry? Uh, we'll see uh, a great selection of uh, lectures being performed by veterinary dentistry specialists, Dr. Anna Nemetz, Dr. Brooke Nimic, and myself. We'll be uh, trying to share with uh, participants all our knowledge, experiences, and uh, recommendations, which are dedicated to veterinary dental patients. So not only how to solve the problems, but first, how to identify them. Because we, uh, we have a feeling, we as a specialist, that there is uh, a way more of problems being missed by not looking, by not identifying, rather than by not knowing. We know a lot. We learn a lot. I mean, we as a vet community, but we have to also look carefully at the dental patients and in, in overall patients, and we have to find and identify diseases. So the fact sheets, which are a parallel uh, effort next to the organizing lectures, is are focused on the uh, helping vets, the first contact vets, but also pet owners and the public, how to uh, identify problems oral problems, because if you don't know that it may hurt, you may simply neglect it. So we show the examples, we briefly explain what are the consequences and we uh, present it. That will be together with the lectures. So coming back briefly to the lectures, there is a very strong dental session during a Congress. And so I think that every participant will be able to collect uh, a strong material and a strong uh, luggage of education, which will help in the daily practicing of not only dentistry, but also uh, how to manage the, in a good way, the patients which may appear to be a dental patients. What I always found sort of striking is uh, when we look at veterinary dentistry of all the clinical fields of companion animal medicine, it is probably the area where we had the steepest learning curve. Uh, 
I mean, in when I when I studied uh, um, uh, in Hanover now a few decades sort of ago, um, somebody like Peter Farenkrug was uh, who was both um, a, a veterinarian but also a human dentist sort of uh, introduced us to this concept of making veterinary dentistry. Um, a, a, uh, uh, a dedicated area of clinical work. But at the time then sort of it was, well, there was often not the understanding there. And we really sort of started at a very, very low uh, uh, level where you can talk about descaling and, uh, and, 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 and possibly sort of simple and, and often not very good extractions. And then if you see sort of what has happened over the last sort of 20, 25 years in this field, it's just amazing. And I mean, I, I found myself, I mean, following your advice and, and making sort of the, uh, 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 making it quite clear how important, for example, uh, um, radiography in veterinary dentistry is and good imaging in veterinary dentistry is. I mean, I found myself in my own clinic sort of having then the use of a direct digital uh, uh, radiography uh, system that eventually now was better than that what my own dentist had. And I mean, if you imagine the 25 years ago, I remember these Norwegian students that we had um, in Hanover. They were, they were making... Uh, at the start of their studies, they they were putting the the new students through some crazy things. So they put, for example, in the middle of the town center in Hanover, one of the Norwegian students and put a shield around his neck, sort of, and uh, making uh, um, an animal voice imitator. So he had to, for for a small amount of money, he was imitating the Randy Moose and the Colibri and stuff like that. Or other people were giving sort of um, a, 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 a shaving foam and they had to sort of pretend that this was really good to clean carpets or something like that. And then they yeah. had this fun and everybody thought that was just so funny, who was put in the middle of the town square with a little table and a dog and a cat skull and some toothbrushes and some toothpaste telling people they should brush their dogs and cats' teeth. And we thought it was a laugh. It was an absolute laugh. And I mean, have a look where we are now. I mean, it is, it is not a laughing matter and it is serious veterinary medicine. And if we have a look at, especially the Scandinavian countries, I mean, it's sort of uh, uh, out of uh, every third vet in in uh, in Finland, for example, is dedicated to veterinary dentistry because it's such an important field. It's Absolutely. Absolutely, Wolfgang. You, you touched a couple of very important things. So the, these memorizers which you mentioned are important because we have to remember that there were times where they only the education and services. First services, then a little bit of education, but there were no researchers. So between the old times and now, there was a massive uh, work of researchers doing possible uh, scientific background of uh, veterinary dentistry. So 
the progress of a veterinary dentistry is thanks to those guys who made these researches. Because now we can base more and more on EBM, on evidence-based medicine. There will be no development without researchers. Education is, I think it's, yeah, like Albert Camus said, the whole evil in the world comes from ignorance, lack of education. So mm. we should educate, we educate. We are responsible for that. We educate vets, nurses, vet team, public, pet owners, and anybody who is interested. The importance of oral health. And that's the last but not least. Why it is important? Because it is a part of a welfare, of a welfare state and a comfort of life. And now when it is identified like a welfare aspect, we change the law. And it is proven that the good oral health keeps life comfort and as such make life of a patient longer. Veterinary dentistry still, despite now all these uh, uh, advances over the last couple of decades, um, uh, the, 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 the quality of care still sort of varies a lot if we look all over our continent, over Europe. So um, my understanding is sort of that um, FECAVA is now launching a set of fact sheets uh, to try to level the standard to improve the basic understanding of colleagues when it comes to veterinary dentistry and to help colleagues to have access to basic but very helpful sort of clinical information. Can you tell us a little bit more about these fact sheets? Yeah, this is a, a huge pleasure and a huge joy for me to to carry on this project, which was, I think, first time highlighted uh, two, three years ago at the FECAVA Council meeting. I was still a, a board member and was so proud uh, seeing an enthusiasm and acceptance from the council that, all right, focusing on, a, on the dental diseases in an educational way, it's a great idea. So we selected a couple of topics, couple of subjects which we identified are like the most important. And the council selected three of them as the most critical, which is uh, top 10 pathologies, uh, oral pain and systemic aspects of oral diseases. So these, two, these three things, these three subjects has started the full project of a series of a dental action because we still have in mind a couple of others, which, well, it's not yet time to discuss it, but these three uh, we found as a, the most important to uh, present and to communicate with the veterinary community through waiting rooms, through the websites, through the uh, posters, to give a first contact badge and a whole veterinary teams to keep in mind that when I have a patient in my consulting room, it is important to seek the dental pathologist. And all these three fact sheets, we strongly believe will help a lot for the dental practitioners, not only dental practitioners, the vet practitioners, 
to identify better oral pathologies. Yeah, I think, I mean, that is, I, I think there's still a lack of understanding. Some procedures uh, or some, no procedures, some conditions that we are encountering, uh, uh, they look at first sight very trivial, but these patients are in a lot of pain. And uh, if, if one example we in, in first opinion practice are very often presented with that, uh, 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 that we suddenly have unexplained aggression of patients. And it's not so unusual that this all goes back to dental pain. And I mean, everybody who has had dental pain will understand sort of, you are really short-tempered if, if your teeth are hurting. And it is still something that I think is very, very much overlooked or it's trivialize well it's just a dog or a cat and they're still so uh the dental pain can't be so bad mm -hmm. so absolutely we it is proven Wolfgang, that the pain not only oral pain but uh, oral pain may alter behavior may alter some uh daily activities and the only way to find out the difference is to treat the oral condition. And then when we see the patient that we recheck and the follow-up, we very often hear the feedback from the pet owners. Listen, doctor, you did a miracle. My old dog is like a puppy again. It is wonderful what you've done. And that's a pity that we can only acknowledge that after a surgery, after dental surgery, why it is happening? Because a lot of people are based on the prejudices that as long as a dog or cat eats, drinks, wag the tail, it's fine, it's good, it's comfortable. So it's just a rubbish. It's not the only expression of the welfare. We have to believe that a happy dog, happy cat, has to have a happy mouth as well. So if you, if you, if your dog, if your pet, if your friend is eating, drinking, wagging the tail, and has a oral pain, you can only imagine how happier, how better eating, drinking, and how faster wagging the tail your dog or cat will be after properly done dental surgery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The, um, the fact sheets will then be um, uh, uh, will published on the FICAVA website, I will take it, and they are, uh, there will be a free download so uh, anybody can have access to these fact sheets. Um, do you have any idea of the sort of likely timing of the launches? Uh, will they be launched individually or will all three be launched? Uh, do you know anything about the practicalities at the moment? We have ready to go uh, a set of three uh, poster-like fact sheets. Uh, after uh, editing, after language corrections, and say uh, after reviews. So I think the only uh, outstanding point is um, a kind of a sponsorship 
we want to have these fact sheets available for every European practitioner, even for every global practitioner. And this efforts cost. So we luckily, I found a good friendly sponsors who will be helping in a distribution of these fact sheets for free. We expect to have it ready within the weeks. So the only outstanding item is to discuss with the, uh, the, the presence of uh, sponsors logos, and this is all. So we are ready, we are done, and we can look forward to working on a further fact sheet. Um, another um, uh, document which is at this point possibly worth mentioning are the global dental, uh, dental guidelines, uh, the WSAVA guidelines, which you are one of the key authors to, uh, together with Brooke Nimic and uh, Anna Nimic and uh, uh, several other contributors. Um, uh, that is um, a, a source of... Uh, uh, very, very much information, and uh, that can be downloaded from the WSAVA website. Um, it's a document of about 130 pages, I think. It was published uh, last summer um, or uh, just before the planned Congress um, in Warsaw uh, in, in, in uh, I think, in August uh, uh, last year. It's about 130 pages, but it is comprehensive it's absolutely comprehensive uh, uh, especially for uh, as, as a first opinion practitioner it gives a good overview really what is the the basic standard of care what the different levels of care what to look out for and it is covering as far as i can see sort of pretty much every aspect of uh, veterinary uh, is more a companion animal dentistry. Mm, so it's certainly worth uh, um, accessing that source as well. Mm. Yes, it was, uh, it was also a, a great teamwork, which I have an honor and pleasure to work. And I was uh, a co-founder of this project. Uh, but the purpose was a little bit different. The purpose of the guidelines was uh, to design a more like a standard full manual, uh, which uh, is covering uh, the, the paramount picture of the dentistry, while the dental fact sheets have a purpose of sensitizing and uh, uh, hitting the selected points of dentistry in a more communicative and uh, perhaps spectacular way. So there is a huge room for both. And moreover, I think that uh, there will be still more and more educational instruments like uh, PowerPoints, like uh, videos, like uh, interactive shows, discussions, articles, books, guidelines, because there is still a huge uh, space of ignorance and still is a strong need for education. So I think that these two uh, documents or scientific uh, products, they are somehow complementary, but done perhaps with a similar people, but 
for a little bit different audience? Well, lots to look forward to. Um, I'm sure you will be now still very, very busy. There's not long to, uh, uh, much time to go until we have our Congress. And as I mentioned, I mean, you're also one of the key uh, uh, personalities in the local organizing committee. So I let you get on with all your work, Yeji. Thank you very much for joining me for this Vikava Vetchet. And I'm sure we will see and hear a lot of you also uh, from the 21st until the 24th of March at the joint WSAVA and FECAVA Congress. Um, I would like to point out if anybody uh, would like to comment on this episode of FECAVA Vet Chat or would like to have any suggestions for future themes you can get in touch with us uh, via email you can send us an email on vetchat at fekava.org or you can contact us via our uh, social media sites and uh, postings so thank you very much for joining us for this episode of fekava vetchat and i'm looking forward to see you next week thank you all right just Thank you very much for this opportunity. But to be honest, I cannot wait for the face-to-face -face meetings. So yeah, you, 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 you tell me about it. Mm -hmm.